good evening, ladies and gentlemen, beer drinkers everywhere. This is the Bald Guy Beer Review, Episode 9. I'm your host, Chris. I'm your other host, Alan. Yep. So you're the other bald guy, Alan, right? Yes, I'm the other bald guy, Alan. So we've alternated this uh, every other episode. Whoever's the host is the bald guy, and then the other one's the other bald guy. But And sitting here before the episode, uh, full disclosure, we had... We had a nice hot take, and then we kind of messed it up because I wasn't selecting the correct recording uh, pathway. So, This follows our tradition, though, of wasting some of our best material before we go live. Yep, uh, pretty much right there with you on that one. So, But what we came up with is I'm going to be the bald guy because I'm bald, and Alan has a massive beard, so he can be the bearded bald guy, and then it makes sense. And I enjoy that. And then eventually when you see us on YouTube, if you don't know us, or you're not really that familiar with us. It'll, I mean, we'll introduce ourselves. Yeah. It'll be obvious. But if you're not paying attention, that'll or, be it. Or if you see our logo, our logo kind of has it going on a little bit. You can, yeah, there you go. The if you, there. yeah. So if you are unfamiliar with who's who on the logo because you don't know us, because you maybe found us through a friend, Alan is the one with the beard, and I am the one with not. Exactly. All right. So hey, we're in episode nine, and we're going to call this one equalizing because today we're checking out beers, uh, a couple collaborations, but they're all from equilibrium brewing so i'm pretty fired up for this one yeah i'm pretty excited here so equilibrium brewing is up in middletown new york for anybody that doesn't know that it's kind of out by poughkeepsie if that helps you if it doesn't go ahead and google it uh we'll let you um so they have a couple different ways you can get their beer in new hampshire they do distribute so you go down to the packy burt's beers wherever your favorite beer getting store is they should carry some they are on the little bit higher end of the price range around here, but you can also make an order direct from them to your house, and that sometimes gives you a few more options from their line um, versus what they choose to distribute. Yeah, you know, it's wild to me with this whole craft craft brewing thing. You know, obviously breweries, people aren't just doing it just for the love. They're doing it to yep. make money, so they're definitely going to distro. and. You know, before when I got into craft beer, I really liked to stay within New England as much as I could, uh, not just to support the locals, but because we just I still believe this. I still think that the entire Northeast, but specifically New England, you can pretty much drop in at any brewery and you're doing really, really well. I don't think that that was a case like uh, I spent some time recently down in Georgia and yeah. I was like I went to one of their craft beer shops and, you know. Oh God, where was it? Downtown Columbus. I was, I was staying in Columbus, just outside of Columbus, Georgia. And I can't even remember. I think the place was called like Brewtopia or something. It, they had a, they had a cool vibe. You could get beers on draft there, but it's the stuff, the stuff, my first trip down to Georgia just like, wasn't impressing me. And then like a year later I started to find some good stuff. And then one of my buddies that I was, uh, I was in a, in an army course down there. And one of my buddies in the course and my platoon was like, hey, man, I'm going to this brewery. You should check it out. I can't remember the name. I bought a T-shirt just so I wouldn't forget it. Um, it's it's there. And it was like, I think it was like, it has like Wild Buffalo. It was something like that, which was like a weird name for there. I don't know. But either way, it was really enjoyable, and I was impressed with the South. I still think we're better, but. I, I feel like the South is like the Northeast 10 years ago, you know, where they're really starting to get some transplants down there, some people investing money, and you're getting some of these other breweries that are kind of going for the styles people are used to up here, yeah. your sours, your, your IPAs and stuff. And we'll actually have, on the second collaboration, they're collabing with Parish Brewery out of, louisiana and they're one of the the big people down there that makes some good ipas 
But yeah, so these guys are out of New York. Um, I like New York. Uh, I mean, I know Connecticut is part of New England, but I really don't like to admit that. No, no one does except for their pizza. Their pizza can stay in New England. Yeah, I mean, it's like New York light. You know, yeah. it's like New Jersey to me. It just yeah. you're like basically other New York. Pretty much none of their people like the Boston sports are all kind of New York fans. I just well. feel like Connecticut has no identity. Yes. Well, that's a separate I, well, topic, but I, I went to school in Springfield right next to Connecticut, and I will agree with you 100 percent. Yeah, it just doesn't have a personality to me. Um, but either way, they have good breweries there, too. Yeah, we talked do. about that in a previous episode. I was down there, um, but I was also very close to the Massachusetts border. So uh, either way, uh, out of New York, I really enjoy their stuff. I, I got to admit, I haven't uh, ventured into New York a lot. Isn't Finn back from New York? Finback was Connecticut or Rhode Island, but I'm not positive. And that's showing my lack of knowledge. I will look on the Google very quickly. Very quickly. This is one of those where, like, nine times out of ten, you ask me, I'm going to know it off the top of my head. And right now, you just put me on the spot. Glendale, New York. So I was was correct that they were were in. Correct, uh, and I was incorrect. They also have one in Brooklyn. So, New York, New York. There are a lot of good breweries in New York that I do like, and most of them will ship here and. Sometimes it's just limited distribution out here, so it's hard to find what you're actually looking for. Well, the other thing, too, and you know, we've kind of alluded to this a couple or not alluded to, we've said it outright. Like, I used to work in the industry, and you know, listen, even if you're getting like a pretty big brewery, like, I don't, I don't think that people understand. So, to, to put it into context, right? Like, 603 Brewery here in New Hampshire, they're a pretty big, they're a pretty big deal in New Hampshire. They're on. Uh, Especially every for shelves. the size they brew out of. Yeah, they're they're in a, they're in every craft beer store. They're in mo- you know dozens and maybe if, at this point hundreds of restaurants. They're all over the place. But even a brewery like that that has a, a really pretty decent capacity, it's tough for them to distribute. It, it's tough to 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 spread out wide because you really got to have that yeah. demand. And like now you're a New Hampshire brewery going into New York to compete with the local guys there. I I feel like. Part of the reason they distribute it into New Hampshire in the limited scale is because they do offer that shipping. So, you know, maybe you see one or two different varieties and only a few four packs here and you try one and you're like, well, I want to get some more. How can I get it? Well, they'll ship it to your house so you don't have to drive to New York. I think it's a good way to keep making a profit and keep keep the volume ticking over. And everybody Um, knows brewery sales are way superior to distribution sales for a brewery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is just, well, this is just a way because all that liquid has to go somewhere yep. eventually. So if they're not selling it, that means it's going bad, getting removed from the from the shelf, sold back to the distributor, and then either destroyed or sold back to the brewery itself, yep. and then destroyed. And so obviously you don't you don't want that happening. And so like they're like, hey, like we can toss. I don't know. I'm just saying off the top of my head, like hey let's toss half of a pallet into New Hampshire yeah. and, but half of a pallet, that's a lot, that's a lot yeah, of cases of beer. beer. So like, okay, for example, I've worked at multiple different places uh, in the industry and they kind of all do things differently. At one place they stacked 16 ounce cans in a 24 pack case and they would do it 10, 10 cases to a layer and then seven layers high. So for 70 cases, so 70 times 24 is the amount of cans and then, you know, divide it, whatever yeah. amount of four packs, yada, yada, on and on. So just take that number. That's, 
35 cases to an entire state, you're not going to be able to get that everywhere. Yeah. It's just, they, they can't, unless they're literally selling like no. a single can, <laughs> which yeah. doesn't make any sense. No. So no, I mean, even though you might be able to get it in limited spots and limited quantities, I think it's cool to see things from other States yeah, kind of break in. It's nice to try something else. Um, you know, doesn't hurt you to try it. Yeah. Especially if I get something though, that's like fire, you know, I'm like, yeah. dude, now if I'm in, where was Glendale, New York, Middletown, whatever. I don't care. I don't care. It doesn't matter where it is. <laughs> it's like, but you know, I don't know if anything else is there, but now if I'm around yeah, I'm not there, sure. it's something you, you, maybe you're making yeah. a trip. Maybe you, you make a little detour to stop. Yeah. For them. I, I say that's short money to, to get a customer. If I'm in the area, I'd yeah. be like, Oh yeah. You know, or for example, let's say I don't even know I'm near them and I'm just visiting their area. And then I look in Google breweries near me and then I, Oh, so, you know, yeah, so they're they're very big. Like if you're on their Facebook page, their about gives a lot of information about them. Um, they actually tell you the best ways they like you to store their beer for the varieties. And then they're a big um, person where they they like to tout their untapped based on you know the untapped things. They they like to say they come in fifth in the country for for breweries is what they like to put out there. That'll be for you to decide anything like that because untapped is all about the check-ins and the, the variety of that so yeah if you can get a loyal a following room. that's constantly checking you in so a lot of people like don't like the fact that for example recently treehouse got number one and they're really butthurt over that because they're like well because it's like who's most likely to have untapped a yeah. person that goes to treehouse all the time and who's most likely to check in every single can even if it's in the same four pack of treehouse that they have a person that goes exactly. to treehouse, and so what does that mean? It means an oversampled. It, I, I, I don't still, know. Some I still think it's just it's that's I think an aspect of brand loyalty. So when they put out like the untapped ratings, I think of less of a total, you know, top beer, and I kind of put it as like a loyalty ratings. Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm not a statistician, but th that's like that's like classic oversampling though. It's, it's yeah, overrepresented. It's a small amount of people that are making a loud amount of noise where everyone else is silent. So you can't, Yep. I mean, you got to take it with a grain of salt, even though it, treehouse so is fire. Treehouse will still get, you know, their people that are going to rate them 0.25, but their 0.25s don't hurt them as much because they're getting a hundred other check-ins for everyone. That are going 5.0. Yeah. For every 1.25. So that smaller brewery, you know, that you might look and see that's a lower rating. Might have people going in there drinking IPAs that don't like IPAs, and they're rating them 0.25. Can we go on a small untapped rant for a second? We can. So the, you, you know, know, you can pay five dollars a month so you can do point tenth of ratings. No, and I don't care. Nice try, untapped. You're not getting money out of me. So un untapped for me is like a dear diary. I drank this beer today. I don't even leave comments on every beer. Most of the time, I'll just put a photo, and, uh, and sometimes I don't even put a photo. But most of the time. Cause I think I maxed out the photos badges. So that's when I kind of like got lazy because there was no more achievements to unlock. I like to put the photos because over time, some of these beers have changed and usually one of the easiest ways to detect some change is through the picture. Yeah, that's true. Especially like uh, maybe I'll get back IPA. Yeah. Maybe I'll get back to that. Um, but either way, like I still do put some photos, but one of the things that I really, really enjoyed about untapped, I think the most is like, honestly, it is literally a beer journal. There yep. have been times where I'm like, I get a beer and I'm convinced because one of my things is, is I don't like to check in things twice. And, and I have, I think on like 37 occasions, don't quote me on that. Uh, but I don't like to check in things twice. I like to just check them in once yep. and, and then I've had them or whatever. Um, and, but if there's major changes made, then I'll yep. get a warrant or recheck in. 
you know, maybe my my tastes have changed a little bit. I thought I rated it higher. I, I rated it again. Um, I've kind of gone away from putting ratings on there now and just pictures and comments. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm still going to rate because it's easy to do and it doesn't take me much time. I like, but it, I like to type in my own personalized score and ignore their stars. I think I think that I've, I've ranted way too far on this, so I'll just leave it that I just use it as a check-in journal because I, I – Every once in a while, I'll get pleasantly surprised, and I will check in a beer that I thought that I've never had before. And I've been running on tap for so long now that it's like the year was 2014. <laughs> it was September. It sound, sounds about correct. It was, it was September the 28th, and I'm yeah. like, holy shit! I don't even remember where I was, but like, I'm like, oh, clearly I've had it before, and I thought it was a banger. So here we go. Yeah, I'm, I'm just waiting for Barstool one sip or something like that to come out just to knock them away. That would be kind of cool. It, it would be interesting. Um, so while we've been talking here, we've actually been cracking into the first beer here, which is a collaboration between Equil- Equilibrium. Now, see, I'm getting it. <laughs> da, 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 da. So Equilibrium and Vitamin C Brewery right down in Massachusetts. And this one was called Vitamin MC Cubed and because it's batch three. Um, and they're saying this is a triple IPA at 10%. Yeah, it was a hefty boy. Yeah. Um, I liked it. It, so, it. it wasn't blowing me away, but it wasn't terrible. Well, I feel like it's it's different. You're not getting – I'm not getting like the overly orange notes. I'm getting more melons out of this one. Yeah. It's yep. like on the melon side of the hop spectrum. Yeah, definitely. It's melony. Uh, I don't really get much bread. You get a – I don't know. I'm getting a small alcohol bite yeah. on the very end, but nothing that would indicate to me. If you gave this to me and said, guess the ABV – I wouldn't have yeah, guessed I wouldn't 10. have picked ten. I, I would have, have, have put 10. you down in like the double range, but I don't think I would have given ten. I would have. I would have probably. All right. So here's an interesting. What if you didn't know the ABV of this? What do you think you'd put it at? I put it. I put in like the standard double range. I'd probably say like eight. Yeah, that's where I was going. I was like, yeah, eight wouldn't surprise me, but yeah, ten. I'm surprised at ten. They they hit the alcohol yeah, well, I and think, I like that. I think it's got like the really nice mouth feel to it. That's kind of helps hide it a little for you i mean hey there's a reason why this is the bald guy beer review and not the bald guy spirits review i don't like it boozy i don't mind if it's high in abv but if it's like super boozy and like i just get burned by alcohol yeah like, that's i'm not with you there I'll, I'll drink those but it's it's not something usually i'll come back to but i'm, I'm liking the this it's got a lot of good lacing on the glass as well yeah i, I like um, their can art it basically looks like a tie-dye swirl yeah essentially it's got uh their their logo if anyone doesn't know it's kind of like um like an omega type symbol so they have that logo and then they have the vitamin c logo in the center um and then the big thing that they like to promote is maintain the cold chain they're like buy it cold trade it cold drink it cold and if you see it not cold ask them why that's a great plug alan well, I think it's actually a good theory, and I know you're big on don't oh, buy we'll talk about this in a future episode. Weeks. It's not just a theory, Alan. It is I, not just a theory. I won't buy any IPA that's not cold. Yep, yep, yep. Although I did for the last episode, but that was a fluke. Hey, we can – listen, on this beer review – we, we've been getting some feedback from some of, some of the people, like from some of our probably 15 listeners or whatever the case may be, um, but – I'm telling you, there there's so much to beer that, that, that you can't contain it into one. That's why we have a podcast about yep. it because you cannot contain it to one episode. But no. But storage temperature and serving temperature are two 
completely different things. Exactly. And they both have a purpose. Yep. And so we can talk about that in a later episode. I, yeah, I don't we got really some good wanna... things that I specifically would want to talk about down the line. So yeah. have that to look forward to. Yeah, keep that in your back pocket and we'll and we'll forward it from there. So this this unfortunately has violated a bald guy beer review big time no no. <laughs> Alan, can you tell the people, good people, what the rule oh, break so was? What I don't like about equilibrium is we don't have any can dates on the can. I've I've looked around on them for quite a bit, and I've I've ordered from them in the past. Actually, now I'm gonna call myself a liar. There is a can date on this one, on the side, on the label. I don't know about that one because it was quite shiny. Um, but for the one we're drinking right now, uh, January fourth, twenty twenty two, on this one. Within my eight weeks, it's yep. actually at peak at four weeks. Yep. Nice. So this one actually was drinking pretty nicely. Um, but it's not that standard flavor profile you're getting from a lot of the big um, IPAs. You're not getting the big citrus notes. They went the other direction towards the melon, and it's mostly strong melon. So I will say the next one I'm about to crack is the Equilibrium and Parish Brewing Company um, collab. There is a date on it on the label. I can see the year is 2022. I want to say it's 115, but it's a black label with a black date. Yeah, that's. You didn't I think, think that's that what, one through. I think I was having trouble with that one, but um, this label actually was one of the cooler labels I thought I've seen in a while. Yeah, the label is uh, like a skull with some multicolor hair coming out with hops on the end. It's kind of like the little hair clips. Yeah, and if you actually like kind of oscillated in the light it's got a lot of um oh yeah, yeah almost like that. holographic in it mm-hmm. yeah it's called ghost in the laboratory dipper so they pretty much took um parish's ghost in the machine and combined it with their laboratory beer and just kind of merge them whoa man let me tell you i got a nice hit of aroma cracking that yeah. can i'm excited so this one I believe we're going to have a very different flavor profile than the... Oh, yeah. This you know, is on the dank. This yeah. is not the melon. This is the dank. So you know what we did, Chris, as we're moving on to this other beer that we should go back one second and do? Go on. We did not rate this last beer. Oh. I'm getting excited. I know. We're, we just see these beers and we're getting ready to crack into them. All right. All right. All right. So, let's, so yeah. So we'll come back with the ratings right now on this one while we're pouring uh, the next beer. That and other one, I'm I'm going. Um, I liked it, man. The melon melon is not typically my favorite hop. I'm more of like an orangey citrus, and then either, yeah, either that there. or like a dank like melons because I I literally just don't like eating melon fruit. Yeah. either. So I'm gonna go six eight, but it was well crafted. It was well done, and I didn't really detect any any problems with it. Exactly, and it's that's one of the ones I think I. I normally am not a huge fan of that flavor profile, but it came out very well. And I'm going to go with my favorite score, 6.9. Wow. You had to, you had to do it, huh? Uh, I did indeed. I'm just writing down the score. So Alan's going 6.9. Yep. Chris came in 6.8. Yep. Um, definitely. I, I would definitely I'm known pick for this my one pinpoint up again accuracy. if they came back. You're generous. I was a little generous. Um so what's crazy to me is as soon as I cracked the can of that, I got a huge hit of the of the beer. And now as I pour it into a fresh glass, it's it's not it's there, but it's it's I gotta dig my nose in there. The aroma is a lot stronger on this one out of the can than out of the glass. 
Can you read that date? On this, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, so it's right. Um, it's right kind there. Kind of probably on the same spot yeah. the other one was. Oh, okay. It, this one's pretty recent because the release date was just out there. I actually think this one is 21, but I'm going to double check. You know, it's pretty tough. I, I think it's actually in uh, the January 20 range. Yeah. It, because the release on this one was like a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. So that would put that kind of in that 23rd range. Yeah, okay. It makes sense. It, it's definitely in 22, so it's so, it's got to be sometime yeah. in January. We're, we're literally at February 1st. We couldn't have it that fast. Yeah. So. This, this was actually the reason I made this order, just um, to try the two collabs. Because um, I didn't think I'd have them out here and always kind of a fan of trying when two breweries put their heads together. Yeah. I mean, let, let, let's sidebar on that too. So like collaborate, collaborative efforts are, I think, I just think they're really cool because they're, I think they're super marketable. Like if you yeah. like one of the breweries and you've heard of the other one and you've been wanting to try it, like plus they always get together. And like, th- to me, this is just like brewers having fun. Yeah. You know, and I think it's a lot of what times some, these are two bigger breweries, obviously, yeah. um, that have collabed here. But, you know, you might not have a chance to try Parish in this part of the country or some other parts. So it, it gives you like a good dose of them. Um, a lot of times some fans, you know, when they pick up one of those smaller breweries that you're like, I've been having them forever. They're good. Maybe more people hear about them now. Yeah, that's another thing that I'll that I'll go on a little small rant on is I I don't like it when two breweries that are essentially right down the road from each other collaborate because it's like, dude, I can go to both of you guys. Like it's not really cool that you created your own versions of the same beer or your own labels for the, for the exact same beer and you sell it and you're less than 20 miles apart. To me, that's useless. Like, so for example, like quick side story, when I worked at mystic brewing RIP down in Chelsea, 174 William Street, Chelsea, Mass. Welcome to Chelsea. With the tiny drain. Yeah, the one drain. Yeah, in the whole brewery. But the guys from uh, uh, Burlington came down. Burlington Beer Co., I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so they came down and they did a collab. They stayed the whole week in Boston. They were like literally like got there right as a snowstorm. It was like typical New England stuff in the winter. And so Mystic, at the end of its, at the end of its life, was known for... Um, for uh, New England IPAs, like many breweries in New England are. Yep. But one of the things that they had like a cult and niche following was, was for Belgians, specifically Saisons. And so like, that's what those guys like wanted to dig into. And so it was wild because we took like their yeast and our yeast and combined them and then did this Saison. And then they literally transported some back to the, and like fermented it and created like combined the logos. Oh no, it wasn't a Burlington beer coat. It was foam. Foam. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, uh, apologize, Burlington Beer Co. and Foam. Oh, exactly. It was definitely Foam. Yeah, either it was. Way, I think like, I'm seeing the pictures in my mind yeah, now of this. Yeah, I can't even remember what the beer was called, man, but it was such a fun time hanging out with those dudes, just drinking beer and brewing, and I just like to see it. I think it's cool Instagram, social media stuff. I yep. think it's cool products, Like, and I just like it when you're in you, – I want you to be close, but I don't want you to be, like, next-door neighbors. Like, you yeah. can't have a brewery in Londonderry and then a brewery in, like, Manchester. It doesn't make sense to me. Yes, I, I think sometimes – some of the breweries will do them if they feel like people think they have bad blood between each other's way to show, you know, we're all friends. Yeah. Like how cool would it be to do a hell farmstead 
slash treehouse collab. See that people would go nuts. Yeah, but that I that one I can almost tell you would never happen. Yeah, probably. I mean, who who there's certain people that seem like they like to share, and there's certain people that don't. That's fair. But yeah, I mean, either way though, I just think it's really cool when they get together and, but it's something akin to that because you've got, I just, I just make that suggestion because Treehouse is in like central slash Western mass. You're, you're making a good point with like the distance. Yeah. And Hill Farmstead and they both like, well, Treehouse does not distribute period. And like Hill Farmstead has like a good local distribution network. Like you can get them in stow on tap and in can, uh, in their cans and stuff like that. But like. You pretty much have to go to both of those places to buy it. And it's pretty much, I think, Treehouse is the fluke in the beer world that nobody can self-distribute like they do. The amount of volume that they sell through their breweries is pretty much ungodly. Enabling them to open up other spaces that are equally yeah, as beautiful? exactly. All right, another conversation for another time. So let's get to our rating before I get... <laughs> before we get I way got itchy track. fingers ready to... I did that. I cracked a beer next to the mic. I hope it picked it up. I believe it did. We'll, we'll see. We'll see in post. Nice. So um, I actually really like this one. Um, I really enjoy it. Um, I don't, you know, I hate the fact that the aroma faded because when I cracked it, man, I got a pow. It's it's still coming off the can pretty strong. It's yeah. still like slapping you right in the face. Yeah, I really like that. I'm going, uh, I'm going 7.2. Ooh, that's a, that's a solid one. Um well, seven point two would buy I'm, again. I'm a fan of this one, and I can tell you because I've had Ghost in the Machine in the past. You pick up a lot of the taste of the Ghost in the Machine flavor here. Yeah, I haven't had either one of these beers. So, so it's this is like if you're in the South, you're in Florida, you're in one of those Southern states. Look for Ghost of the Machine. It's in bottles and cans. Um, it goes back and forth. Couldn't tell you why, but keep an eye out. Um, so you went seven two. Yep. I'm going to come in on this one at uh, 7.1. I'm a little lower than you on this one, but higher than Man, the other you score keep, for you me. Keep, yeah, you keep 0.1 in me. Well, I went 0.1 down this time, and I went 0.1 up, one up before. <laughs> Man. All right, so I'm going to crack this uh, this last one. It's mm, Osa, so yep. MMM Osa. And can you uh, explain what this one says on the label? Yeah, so right on the front it says Pale Ale with... Orange zest, four point eight percent EBV, EBV, ABV. I'm trying to read while talk. It's not. It's not going well. It says refrigerate at thirty eight degrees Fahrenheit or drink fresh. That's very specific. It does, is. Does anybody? Ha- All right. So please, in the comments, if or in no, the comments, I don't know. Email me. Shoot me a text message. Who has a refrigerator with it besides you, Alan? Who's it's literally right behind you that has a temperature on it. Right. So and it's Alan, at 40 because it doesn't go are, any lower. Alan, you are in the bald guy beer review. I expect you to have these things. But how many of us crazies are out there? Come on, really? Yeah. At 38 degrees. Ladies and gentlemen at home, do you know what your refrigerator is set to? I have no idea. <laughs> Most if you get if you get an older refrigerator upstairs like like me, I think my beer refrigerator is newer and nicer than my main refrigerator. Uh, that's got high and low. So, so check this out, okay? I'm just saying this. If you put things too far in the back, cool. they freeze. Your refrigerator is cool, set to cool, yes. and the freezer is set to cold. <laughs> that's, that's the difference. That I is clearly fair. know, and what is the difference? One is below freezing, and one is somewhere above it. This was this was one of the ones I definitely wanted to review here, because we've been ripping on, like when people say, 
notes of orange rind and stuff like that and talk about like how much it tastes like shit. Orange zest is not necessarily the rind, but the flavors, um, it's like a flavor enhancer, the rind, and you're definitely going to pick it up on this one. Uh, confirmed. I just cracked the can. Obviously, I, I tried to hold it close to the mic. I hope you can hear it. I hope it comes through. But yeah, the first thing I got was one like orange juice, like fresh yeah. squeezed orange and this, juice. And this one's a light, easy drinker at a 4.8%. So, you know, you're not, you don't always have to have that seven, eight percent double to pack in the flavor. I'm going to like this one, Alan. I think if, if the flavor holds up to the, the aroma, yeah. which usually it does, that has something that it's like, um, it has a name to it too. I'd have to look it up. It's like olfactory something because yeah, you know taste when you smell like exactly like they're, they're combined. Yeah. I forget. So when one of when, when I was, when I was working at a brewery, we would do weekly uh, sensing sessions and, yep. and they kind of started to train us all at a rudimentary level. I didn't get it like a, it, it's basically like a certificate level kind of on that certificate level kind of thing, yeah. but I don't get a certificate cause I work there and they were just trying to improve our all general knowledge. Like I feel like when you're grading things, you got to know how you're grading them to, to be more accurate. So this was like part of, it was part training, but it was part, part sensory to like get us used to tasting things. Um, but that was one of the things is like, so if you're like trying to judge a beer or grade a beer, like drink it. And then like, as you're swallowing, like breathe out through your nose and you just like get this incredible, it changes it. It changes it a lot. Like you, you pick up a lot information. more Yes. Uh, I don't know why I haven't said that before this point earlier, but we have a lot of information. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time to get it out. Yeah, I got a big head, but a small brain. It's like a low computer power. <laughs> like we said, the hair doesn't. We need the hair to hold the thoughts in. They escape sometimes. Yeah, I mean, dude, I was diagnosed with ADD as a child. It happens. So, this one, like the, it is huge orange um, smell on this one. It smells like you're cracking an orange open, and that smell on your fingers as you're ripping it apart. That is 100% accurate. I'm with that. And it tastes so what wow. Dude, I really dude, I dig this one. This this at like that low alcohol, like I could crush these. This is dangerous, man. Yeah. So this one's get this one's getting a high rating from from yeah. the boy, from the bald guy. The bearded bald guy I think is is with me on this one. So and I, and I think the thing that people look down on is everybody's so up on get the double, get the triple. People overlook the single sometimes because you can pack if it's done well you pack that flavor right in listen this is one of the things where i will say quantity over quality man yeah i like there are breweries that have a large portfolio of session beers and i'm an i'm an i'm a huge proponent of do more with less dude yep. like don't like if you get all right so i drive myself to a brewery I'm a responsible human being. I'm not going to crush four beers at 10%. No, you can't. So if you're making all your beers at 10%, you've now limited your sales with me to one beer. Or if I'm eating a meal, I'll have two, and I'm going to sit there for a long yeah, time. Yeah, you got to pace that out because, you know, essentially when you're drinking the 10%, even if they're giving you that the smaller pour, that's you're still drinking more beers. Yeah, you're you're drinking more alcohol. Yep, and that's really what it comes down to. And like literally for those ones, and I'm talking about. So now I'm only ordering two beers and a meal, but I'm also soaking up your table for way longer than I should be. Yeah. Whereas like the session beers, you're gonna get 
So, all right. It's I almost mean, like listen, man, I don't know the math. It's almost like somebody's overpouring you when you order a rum and coke. You know, yeah. if they gave you the normal rum and coke where you taste the rum and the coke equally and it's mixed nice, you know, you might drink two. If you get that one that's heavy-handed on the captain, you're only going to drink one and they're losing out on another set. But I'll also argue that even when I have a ride, I'm still not going to crush a, bu- a bunch of no. 10%ers because if I, I'm I, if I'm up in Portland, Maine, I'm going to multiple breweries, I'm not trying to black out by the first no. one. No. I, I agree like if I'm if I'm either going to get a flight or if I'm getting a single pour because they don't do flights, it's certainly not going to be a triple and a triple. I like to mix it across their board. So I didn't notice a date on this one. This one didn't have one. I looked in the same spots as the other ones, and I just couldn't find it. Mm. Interesting. Well, it tastes very good. So however be, old know, it maybe, is, it made but... it. Made it. Yep. Hmm. Now, do you know, Alan, do you know a little bit about this one? Do you know that if it's like a regular of theirs or this is just kind I of like I don't a- know on this one. I just saw the um, the orange zest and the low alcohol, and I thought it'd be a good uh, contrast to everything else and worth something worth trying. <laughs> you were correct, sir. Yeah. Yeah. This one's really good, man. And this is the kind of stuff that I like finding. And honestly, this is why I'm into beer and this is why I'm into craft beer. It's like I'm on that. It's like almost like an addict. I'm on that quest for, like, just that feeling of, like, ooh, that was super interesting, you know? And it also helps, like, I have a lot of friends that are big, sour people, and one of them particularly has a huge FOMO fear of missing things out. So he's always got stuff, and we're always trading, giving each other a beer every time we see us. So it's a nice way to pick something else up all the time and try new things. I can see it, but I think it's a little bit of much with the FOMO, dude. I'm not... If I miss a beer, I, like, eh. I'll tell you, there was a time in my craft beer life cycle where if I saw something come out that I hadn't tried, I'd be on the beer pages trying to trade for it, or I'd be seeing when I could go down there and get it. And now I'm kind of at the point where there's so much out there, and there's so much different variety that I'm just going to kind of go with what I see if I'm ready for beer and go that way. Um, it might not come back again, but there'll be something else or something similar. Let me ask you, are you picking that up on the end of this beer? I'm talking about like that taste at the end, the aftertaste. It's like bready, man. So it's like this this beer takes me on a weird trip. It's It certainly doesn't have the orange finish. Like it it's up front strong and then it fades it out. It has a bready malt finish. At least to me it does. And that's what I find so fascinating about this yes. beer is like the aroma is straight like orange juice. And when he's saying straight orange juice, that's it's, the closest thing you could compare it to because of the bright Well, the only other scent. smell is like you were saying, like when you're when you're actually eating an orange and then you like you're wiping your hands down and then you're like eating a sandwich and you your could, fingers are close to your nose and you yep, smell that orange. That's that actual scent right on these. Well, I mean, there's. Well, it's the oils, right? So, yep. like when when you when you pinch an orange rind, you see that mist. It mists, and it's like that mist is the oils coming off the orange that make it smell like orange. It's so nope, funny I that it's a color, a fruit, and a smell, and it rhymes with nothing. Uh, that's not true. There was like an Eminem video where he rhymes the orange and he crushes it. <laughs> I'm not going to try to recreate it because I don't know. But I saw maybe, it. Maybe for a future episode when the Ball Guy Beer Reviews is out of Chris's house and I can fill his glass a little stronger. It was wild. Uh, just look it up. Eminem rhyming orange. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube. It's not hard. It's worth a Google. I'll Google it. Yeah, yeah you should. 
So, hey, anyway, I'm coming in with my rating. I already got it in my mind. I'm going 8.5 on this one, man. This one's a big boy. I like it. Damn. Yeah, I, I really like that, it a lot. I enjoy it a lot, That man. could potentially be the highest score given on the Ball Guy beer reviews. It's. I think we had we had some eights. I don't know if we had eight five. I don't think we know shit. To be honest with you, I don't even think we know our own stuff. That that's possible. But dude, I'm intrigued, man. It's, I, I would I would get this 100 again. I would yeah, seek, I, I would seek this beer out. I, I I tell you, this is the second. I had one of these already, so I pre tasted this yeah. one. But um, this one was my favorite out of the batch so far. Just it's just so drinkable. Um, I don't know if I'm going to go as high as Chris. I'm definitely in the eights, and I'm going to come in at eight two on this one. I thought about eight duh because I like saying duh. I no, I think I, it definitely was out of the sevens, and it's just like a refreshing, different taste. And I, I don't know any other way to say it. It's just full of flavor, and it's light and crisp. I don't know if that's well. Following. Listen, there there's no such thing as. Uh, 100% absolute objectivity. Well, maybe there is, but not in beer tasting and not to me because yep. everybody's palate is different and, and you're a different type of drinker than I am. I think we both just lean towards the orange side of beers uh, when you talk about IPA sure. flavor. I don't disagree with that. I but, like the IPA or the, the odd when they can pull the lemon. But, I, but I'm going even more in depth than just the flavor. Like there are certain things about beer that I really like. I really like crushability. I really like light body. This... I like light body, full flavor, and then stuff that's interesting. So when I get orange zest on the nose, and I get orange with the with the upfront taste yeah. that fades to a bready malt, that's 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 good because not all of those aftertastes are good. No, and this exactly. one was, and I was like, dude, I was just impressed all around. So... Overall. That's a banger for me. No, I agree with you. This that's one, a banger. This, this one, as you would say, definitely slaps. Um, yes. So this this reminds me of like if people ask you oh, what's your favorite beer at Treehouse, people expect you say King Julius, you know, um, Juice Machine, something like that. Perfect Storm. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you my favorite there is Tornado, which is a similar beer to this, like an American Pale Ale that's lighter and you just crush them and it's full of flavor. Uh, this is reminding me of that and it's just super well done. And I'm sorry I only got four. Yeah, well. Anyway, um, I don't think we have too much more to talk about. We're almost running forty minutes on this. No, I, think, crazy. I think we pretty crushed, pretty much crushed it here, uh, and we crushed the beers. Yeah, they were definitely delicious. So, hey, uh, with that being said, we didn't do any transitions. We didn't do any breaks. Alan and I just motored on through on take number two. So, give us a like on Instagram. Give us a like on Facebook at Bald Guy Beer Reviews. If you want to get in contact with us, you can email us at baldguybeerreviews at gmail.com. You can also send us a message on Facebook and or Instagram. Alan and I are very responsive. Yep, definitely. You know, tell us what you like, what you don't like, what you want to see in a future episode. Um, certainly, any criticism is welcomed and appreciated yeah and then on a final note we're bringing on some guests hopefully here in the next few weeks uh we're gonna have some interesting chats with them and and crush some beers and hey man keep yeah. exploring that beer out there definitely tell us what you like and we'll tell you what we like yeah and for all you people that have hair make sure you're using nice hair care products <laughs> take care of that stuff Nothing worse than someone that shaves their head that doesn't have to. Yeah, and then for yeah, those are fake bald guys. And then for all you bald guys out there, just keep it keep it closely shaved. Don't look homeless. And I will see you in the next review. All right, catch double you later. digits.
Boom. See ya. <laughs> Thank you.